So we have just heard the story of Pentecost and seen that uh, displayed for us this morning. And one of the real standout images in that story is that of the fire when it comes and, and settles on the heads of the disciples where they're gathered in the upper room. And God actually quite often sort of shows himself, his character, explains his lessons using different images in the Bible. And time and time again, fire is one of his favourites. He appears in a burning bush, in a column of fire in the Old Testament. And here again in this story, his presence, his spirit uh, is seen as a fire. I think there's always a reason why God uses the images that he does. And so we're going to have a little bit of a think about fire this morning. In a moment, Tom and I are going to set a fire, hopefully, and, uh, and then we're going to have a think actually about how some of the qualities of fire can maybe show us a little bit about God, a little bit about this gift, this Holy Spirit uh, that came down on Pentecost Day. So, we're going to light a fire. So as you can see, while this fire is burning, something is happening. Before we set a light to it, it was a pile of sticks and bits of paper. But right now, you can see that the paper is turning black. The sticks are also slowly but surely getting smaller and deteriorating. So eventually, we're going to be left with a small pile of ash. You see, fire changes what it's burning. Those disciples on the day of Pentecost changed as the flame of the Holy Spirit burnt over their heads. And they then used that change to go and share it with the people that they met. That's the thing, fire spreads. We saw there were those little sparks that started on the edge of our sugar paper that woof, all caught in loads of different places and spread out. And that is true of the Holy Spirit as well. It is a gift that is meant to spread. It's not something we're meant to hold on really tight. We saw in the story, the disciples went out and spread that gift to the ends of the world. We kind of like it when our fires are neatly contained, small, tame fires. But that is just not the way with the Holy Spirit. It is unpredictable. Uh, like it says in the Lion and the Witch in the Wardrobe, Aslan is not a tame lion and the Holy Spirit is not a tame fire. Just like God, it's unpredictable and wild and awesome. And that is uh, how the Holy Spirit should be. I wonder how much does that match our experiences of it here in Billericay Baptist Church? is yeah there is a load we can learn from the fire i think so this fire today it's changed the stuff that it's burning but also if we weren't here with a bucket of water um, making sure that the fire is safely contained then this fire would spread before you know it the fence would go the trees above us would go and possibly the fire would spread and spread and spread now we're not going to let that happen but the point is that god uses fire as an image because fire changes those that it touches. The Holy Spirit changes those that it touches. Fire spreads in the same way the Holy Spirit spreads. Jesus said when he gave the great commission to his disciples, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He wanted the Holy Spirit to spread across the whole wide world. And we, you and I, are the fuel that is used to carry that fire and to spread it to those that we meet. So fire is used on Pentecost Sunday to remind us of the inner change and of the outward spread of the Holy Spirit. Now we're going to ask some members of the church, maybe for some of their thoughts and reflections 
uh, on this story. I think often it's really easy with familiar stories for us to just take them and, uh, and not question them and not go any deeper. So we're going to spend some time reflecting and asking some questions today. And you're going to hear some answers from some members of our church family. But we'd love for you to ask yourself those questions as well. So what was your favourite bit of the story or what was a bit that stood out the most for you? Mm. Who's going to tell us first, I wonder? Um, over to you. What do you think? When the fire went all over them. Yeah, that bit's amazing, isn't it? What was it about that bit that you liked that you thought was the best? Because A, I like fire because of its colour and B, well, I just like it. Tim, what was your favourite bit? I like it that they split into different languages because that seems a bit, it wouldn't normally happen. So re- you, you can really tell that something to do with the Holy Spirit really did happen there. Yeah, definitely. Something really special doesn't happens, doesn't it? It's like they get sort of crazy superpowers in that yeah. bit of a story. Yeah. Oh, I wonder any of, any of our adults, what was your favourite? Well, favorite I, I have to go with Tim on this one because speaking as someone who, could not learn a foreign language however hard I tried being able to speak in a different tongue is amazing I agree I'm awful with languages as well it's definitely definitely. I can say 21 in Spanish (laughs) go ahead then 21 or Vante I'm not sure and I can say 21 in French as well oh go on Vante, um, and I can count to 30 in French. <laughs> <laughs> the whole of counting to 30, but that's very good. You know, I can say, uh, pagoda, and that's good weather in Russian. <laughs> you know, but also that's, that's all I've got. I did loads of years of, of language lessons at school, but that's all I kept. So I definitely need the Holy Spirit to help me out with my languages. Mine's the same as Emily, the, uh, the fire. Because it's just crazy. I think, like, the whole thing's pretty crazy, isn't it, really? Like, it's quite a familiar story. And we're kind of like, oh, yeah, there was tongues of fire. Oh, yeah, they could speak in all these languages, that kind of thing. But if you actually, like, imagine that actually happening, it's just incredible, isn't it? Like, yeah, that actually seeing that as as such a a phenomenal thing um, and then witnessing it as well. And, yeah, seeing these these things happen. Yeah, I just think the whole whole thing is so so easy to read it, isn't it? Because it's quite familiar and kind of... um, yeah, sort of go, oh, yeah, that happened. But actually, it's amazing. It's really amazing. Absolutely. Now, it said in when Katie told us that story, she said that it was their best present ever. So I wondered, maybe, what some of the best presents you've ever received? Is was a good gift that you received, Joe? Yeah, definitely the best present. A ki- uh, the gift that keeps on giving, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say like a big bar of chocolate or something, Joe. You've been... <laughs> Are you allowed to buy your gift yourself? <laughs> yeah, definitely. If it's something you treated yourself to, that's a good gift. What did you treat well, My Light Fury toy. I saved up my pocket money and bought it. Oh, that's really, really good. Uh, Martin, how about you? Was maybe one of the... Being able to see my kids grow up and have some grandchildren and the family thing really as much as anything else what about you tim what's maybe one of your best presents i'm not sure wait i've got a really good one go on 
there you go that's a proper church girl answer very <laughs> very yeah love is a really good gift isn't it what about you Han? i was thinking um possibly uh my engagement ring because i think it's it's a it's a beautiful thing in itself was a lovely gift but it's also such a massive um symbol of something isn't it as well and um yeah yeah it's very very Ooh. significant isn't it Ooh, about, um... think about it. oh sorry i'm not allowed to talk about marriage oh very stuff yes <laughs> beautiful <laughs> go on tim have you got yours yeah, I was thinking about my Simon Harris shirt, which I got. Yeah, that's that's his actual shirt that he wore during a really big game, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Good gift. Yeah, pretty good gift, isn't it? Very, very cool. So those are all some really, really, really good gifts. Um, but apparently, according to the story, the gift of the Holy Spirit is actually even better than all of those gifts. I wonder what you might make the gift of the Holy Spirit so good. What makes it such a good gift, I want? Go on, Em. Because it's from God and it really helps spread the news of Jesus. Do you think that's really important news to spread? Yeah, because <laughs> most people in my class, I teach them. Yeah, you've told me a few times about that, haven't you? That you're the only person in your class who's a Christian and you teach the rest of your class. Except for Mrs Johnson. <laughs> well, Johnson is <laughs> that's true you've got her on the team <laughs> very good any other thoughts on this is our, my trickiest question so far uh, what makes that gift so good like emily said from from god that is quite a, a good one but yeah I, I was thinking because it it helps people it helps people calm down and have the fruits of the spirit it helps them look, look it helps them look after them more and treat each other and themselves as them, which makes life better. So I was thinking, yeah, that could be an answer. That's a really good answer, Tim. Really good answer. Any of our adults feeling brave enough to give this one a try? Apparently me. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, you go first. (laughs) I think the fact that it's for everybody is really special, isn't it? You know, you don't um yeah yeah it's freely available to everybody that you know would would want it i think that's really cool isn't it? definitely and i think that it's come straight from god not a gift that has been organized or arranged to be given to you but it has come straight from god very awesome from the creator of the universe this this thing breathes stars and he gives us this gift directly it's cool isn't it joe you got anything apparently, apparently i'm putting my hand up um yeah i just think it it doesn't judge it's all um do we say it for the holy spirit that is a question um it doesn't judge it's always there it's for everyone it doesn't matter what language you are it doesn't matter what you've done um yeah, so it's uh, it doesn't run out. Um, yeah. It doesn't get used up. Definitely true. A lot of my best gifts normally are cake or food related, and they do not last long at all. They've gone really quickly. Even your big teddy you can see in the background. Oh, yeah, actually, that is a pretty good present, isn't it? Big teddy. Yeah, I've never tried to eat him. 
Yeah, I think it's cool. I think he, there's some really, really good thoughtful answers there, guys. I think um, I recently taught about this story in a school and I asked, like, what was weird in the story uh, to, to this class? And they picked out, like, it's weird that they all spoke different languages. It's weird that that fire came. And then they said it's weird that they felt brave enough to go out and talk to all these strangers. And I thought, well, you know what? That is weird. I think maybe I miss how weird that is because there's all this other crazy stuff going on. But Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit made them really brave uh, to be able to go out and, and talk and say all those things that just got Jesus killed like a couple of months, like a month or two ago. And they're going mm. out and saying, sure. uh, one of the things that we're going to show on Sunday on the video is Tom and I are going to play with some fire some, uh, a bit. And by this point in the service, uh, the rest of the church will have seen that. And one of the things we're going to think about is actually how when fire touches something, it changes it sort of forever. You can't take the fire's influence away from that again. And we're thinking maybe like the Holy Spirit showed itself as those little flames on people. Maybe the Holy Spirit is like that bit. Once it's t- once you've experienced a bit of the Holy Spirit, it doesn't it? You're changed in a way. It doesn't rub off. It doesn't rub off exactly. Em. And I was wondering maybe if there is anything you think that maybe has changed about you because you know God. Praying every night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk yeah. to God. Pretty big. Being kind. That's a good one. That's a good one. Bit of a grown-up angle on this one. In the society where we live, it's all about me shouting loudest to be heard, getting the better of everybody else, making your mark at all costs. And the Holy Spirit tells you that that's not the way it should be, that you should worry about other people support other people think about them and how they feel and what they're doing first yeah definitely definitely i think definitely maybe holy spirit helps us sort of ignore that urge to be like me to move past that maybe living in a um a society where there's always got to be someone to blame for something you know there's always there's there's always got to be a reason for something but um not looking for someone to blame um and being able to although it's incredibly difficult in a lot of circumstances being able to forgive um when there's so many broken relationships because people can't forgive yeah definitely forgiving is really counter counterintuitive isn't it Mm. I was thinking that Joe, really being able to being able to show grace to people as well. Um, I think it's so easy, isn't it, for things to kind of get um, built up and built up on, you know, sort of he did this to me, they did, oh no, I'm going to do that to him, that kind of thing. But actually, being able to, um, yeah, show show grace to people. I have got one more question for you. I guess it's sort of a question, sort of not. This question is question about questions does this story make you want to ask any questions of any bits you don't understand that you want to ask about eh. go on em what languages did they speak what languages did they speak that's a very good question anyone else on the on the zoom think they might be able to help answer emily's question we're a we're a, we're a hive mind now we can uh, work together oh. are we cold who was there yeah we are aren't we do we hear that in the story? The People disciples. from different places. Yeah, sure there are various places mentioned, yeah. which I can't remember. But every person who was there heard 
in their own language from one of them. That makes me wonder, like, were they all speaking different languages or was it to do with how they were heard? Do you know what I mean? Rather than kind of what was actually coming out of their mouths, was it that people were hearing their own language, but, you know, and hearing loads of different, I just, yeah, just wonder how that works. So could, so they could speak, could they speak English, Russian and all the other languages? I think probably. Instead of just speaking one language, could they speak all the languages? Yeah, I think, I don't know. Well, I think like between the group of them, there was someone who was able to speak all the languages that were needed. Timothy, you've got your hands up. Did you have some ideas? Yeah, I was saying probably some of them were speaking, um, yeah, that old which the Romans speak, I can't remember now, but yeah. The, Maybe Latin? Is Latin? That, because Jesus was live in the Roman times, wasn't he? Mm. Um, yeah, definitely. Good thinking. Maybe some of them would have been speaking Greek. So lots of people, Greek speaking people. Greek, maybe that's the Jewish language. Yeah. And probably some other difficult ones. We hear that there's um or there's the Ethiopian official who comes a little bit after this in the story. So maybe there were some people from some African some other countries like Ethiopia, maybe mm-hmm. speaking them called tribal languages. Who knows it? I'd love to know like what happened next you know like how long did it go on for kind of thing you know like and when they woke up the next morning like you know, what were they thinking like well they're like wow what just happened there kind of thing or just yeah, yeah. just the sort of human part of it I guess like what did they yeah. make of it you know definitely definitely there's not that's quite often not really covered in the in the bible is it like we get the main action points but not that sort of the individual reflections on it did they realize what it was at the time did they have any you know did they although they were told to expect something that's probably not what they were expecting <laughs> I think that would be what anyone expected. yeah and, and historically the disciples do a terrible job of when God to, of Jesus tells them to expect something they just get it all all wrong don't they imagine it must have been I mean if, if we you me anybody else were given a gift like that to be able to talk to people would we be brave enough go out and talk to complete strangers in the street mm. a tough know. one mm. I don't know. yeah they were really I don't know they really cared about, mm. about what they um, it's it's always good to ask questions I think like Penny you said earlier often we hear these familiar stories in church and we we forget to sort of actually try to think outside the familiar and, and ask those questions and, and see them from a different light thank you guys absolutely brilliant so today we've heard the story of pentecost we've seen what happened on that day we've experimented with fire and talked about why god uses the the image of fire why he uses that on the day of pentecost and why he still uses that today to help us to understand the way that the holy spirit works in us and through us and we've also heard from um some of our church people from from children up to up to adults um, to find out what, what they think about Pentecost and the way that they respond personally. Now at the end of the Pentecost story at the beginning of the book of Acts in the Bible Peter is asked the question how do we respond to this what can we do to respond and he says repent of your sins which means say sorry to God for all the bad things that you've done We can't take it back. We can't make it good again. But we can say to God, I'm really sorry. Please forgive me. And then he says, God will forgive you. If you 
If you say sorry to God and ask for his forgiveness, he will forgive you. But then he says, be baptised. Now, being baptised is, is being dunked under the water and then pulled out again. It's, a, it, it's another symbol that God uses. Water is another symbol that God uses time and time again throughout the Bible. It shows that we're, it shows that we're forgiven. We're washed clean of our sin. And on the day of Pentecost, after Peter had had explained to people who Jesus was, what Jesus did, why Jesus is important and why he was definitely the son of God, what he then did was he told people, repent, believe and get baptised. And so today we can all repent, we can all pray a prayer where we ask for God's forgiveness in our lives. We can all believe We can all look at the evidence for Jesus. We can remind ourselves who he was and what he did. And we can believe in him. And then we can get baptised. And if we do that, then Peter says, we receive the Holy Spirit. So today we've been reminded of Pentecost. We've heard what Pentecost is. We've heard what it means to some of our church folk. And the question that we'd really like to leave you with today is, how do you respond to Pentecost? What does it mean to you? How does the flame of Pentecost change you? And how are you going to help it to spread? Dear God, we pray that coronavirus will go away soon and that everyone in the church will have a really good time, even though coronavirus is still here. And we pray that everyone who wants the Holy Spirit will get it. Amen.